welcome to All Places Together, a place where stories are shared. Stories about things before us, stories about what happens between us, and stories that have yet to bloom. Here, we believe that our stories are connected to one another and are rooted in God's radical love for diverse creation. Wherever you are, whoever you are, however you are, take a deep breath. (sighs) Here is a story for you. A story called Near Empty Jars. I am Pastor Colleen, the developer of All Places Together. I was born on Lake Erie and now live in southwest Virginia with my husband and dog. In these first weeks of the podcast, I want to share with you some of my stories. Stories that made me who I am today and led me to launch this community. While my earliest stories are from the lake and on the lake, it's May 2021. So the place to start is the pandemic. The COVID-19 pandemic sent the world into chaos and many people into exile, all different kinds of exile. And I am one of those people. I was separated from my extended family by hundreds of miles, miles that were too risky to breach because of health conditions and occupations. I was serving a small rural town church that moved from worshiping in our sanctuary to worshiping online in 48 hours flat. Over the following weeks, I watched the death toll of the pandemic climb. I watched George Floyd die. I learned about Breonna Taylor. And at home, my dog had extensive knee surgery that meant round-the-clock medicine and physical therapy for 12 weeks. I listened to the stories of grief, isolation, anxiety, and frustration of my parishioners I listened to the stories of grief, isolation, anxiety, and frustration of the world around me. My own anxiety grew. Daily living became hard, the hardest it had been for me in quite some time. And in my struggle, I remembered a biblical story, the story of the prophet Isaiah and a widow who lived in a place called Zarephath. A story of exile, of exile from daily security, sustenance, and sustainability. Now, in case you've never heard of the prophet Elijah, or it's been a long time since you've thought about him, let me just introduce him a little bit to you. Elijah was a prophet of God in the Old Testament in the Hebrew Scriptures who began his ministry by telling the reigning king of Israel, King Ahab, that famine was going to sweep the nation because of Ahab's sins. Ahab was not faithful to the God of Israel despite being the king of Israel. And gosh, truth be told, he's certainly not the only king that was unfaithful. 
But his particular sins were going to mean there was going to be a famine. And famine did strike, and many went hungry, including Elijah. Yet God provides for Elijah in some creative ways. First with ravens by a brook, and then through the generosity of a widow. The story of 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 7 through 16. Some time later, the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah, Go at once to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there. I have directed a widow there to supply you with food. So Elijah went to Zarephath. And when he came to the town gate, a widow was gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, Would you bring me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink? And as the widow was going to get it, he called, And bring me, please, a piece of bread. As surely as your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. I am gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. Elijah said to her, Don't be afraid. Go home and do as you have said, but first make a small loaf of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me. And then make some for yourself and for your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. The jar of flour will not be used up, and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends the rain on the land. She went away and did as Elijah told her. So there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman, and for her family. For the jar of flour was not used up, and the jug of oil did not run dry, in keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. This story first came back to me in early summer of 2020, when daily living was getting so hard. And at first, it was a simple comfort to me, a story about God's sustaining presence. But by the late summer and early fall of 2020, it had become my daily life. When I would wake up in the morning, occasionally with my alarm, but usually still in the dark hours before my alarm, I would look into the jar of my heart to take stock. Like the widow peering into her jars of oil and flour, wondering if there would be enough for the coming day, I too peered into the jar of my heart to see what was there for my day. On the best of days, there would be enough energy, compassion, and strength For that day and maybe the next few days. And on the worst of days, 
there would only be enough for a single day. A single, low-energy, comfort food, required work only, binge-watching TV kind of day. Weeks of my life unfolded in this way, examining my jar, being joyful when it felt fuller and I could share of myself more freely, being grateful when it managed to have just enough for a sufficient day of church and family life, being surprised when I thought what wasn't going to be enough was, and sometimes being desperate as I felt like I was scraping the bottom of the jar, shaking it for one more crumb of flour, one more drop of oil. The day-to-day jar checking was exhausting, and though I trusted God would lead me out of this, I didn't know when and I didn't know how. Yet in time, with God at work through my people and systems of support, my jar became more full. And now in May of 2021, this particular story is no longer my daily life. And for this, I give great thanks. Yet this story will always be one of my pandemic stories. Life with near-empty jars. For those of you who are also living with near-empty jars, let me share another aspect, another part of this story about Elijah. It seems that Elijah lives with the widow and her son for three years. It's not just one bad harvest. It's three years of famine. We are not told about Elijah going anywhere else or being with anyone else other than the widow and her son. They have a few more interactions, and then the next chapter begins. After a long time in the third year, God provided for the widow, her son, and Elijah for three years with just enough to make it through each day. They lived on near-empty jars for three years. And I know that it is hard to make it one day on near-empty jars, and I know that many of you may have been living on near-empty jars for more than three years. But here's the good news. With God's help, Elijah, the widow, and her son discovered life and hope in near-empty jars. And may you have hope that you can live on near-empty jars for a little while longer and hope that God is at work in your life to fill up those jars. God comes in all sorts of ways to care for those with near-empty jars. God feeds the hungry through SNAP benefits, food banks, and shared meals with friends and family. God's presence comes through families, friends, and neighbors who walk alongside one another and share burdens. 
God heals through primary care physicians, all kinds of medical specialists, mental health providers, and occupational and physical therapists. God sustains us through medicines that care for our bodies and our minds. And God gives us peace through creation. Whether it's a glorious mountaintop, a flower in a window box, or our pet giving us a kiss. In these ways and more, God fills our near-empty jars. So I wonder, who can you reach out to today for help if your jars are near-empty? How has God filled your jars when they are near-empty? How has God been at work in you to help others whose jars are near empty? And how can all places together pray or hold space for you and your near empty jars? A prayer for near-empty jars. Holy God, for longer than they would like to remember, you fed a widow, her son, and your prophet with a little bit of flour and a little bit of oil from near-empty jars. Our jars are near-empty sometimes too. Sustain us when our jars are this way. Help us to hold on to hope when it feels like restoration is taking too long. And bring us to a day when our jars are full. When we are able, teach us to share from our jars, trusting that you can take a little and turn it into more than enough. Amen. Thank you for joining us at All Places Together. If you heard yourself or someone you know in these stories today, we hope that you heard God too. We invite you to subscribe to All Places Together wherever you get your podcasts and to follow us on social media at All Places Together, both on Instagram and Facebook. You can also email us at allplacestogether at gmail.com. That's A-L-L-P-L-A-C-E-S-T-O-G-E-T-H-E-R at gmail.com. To continue to see All Places Together grow, you can give through our website. There's more information on how to do that in the show notes. 
We also want to be sure to say thank you to our mission partners, the Virginia Synod and the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, and the contributions that come from people like you. We also know it can be hard to give financially. So please know that we celebrate and give thanks for every time someone leaves a review and every time that you post, like, comment, or share one of our posts on social media. Until next time, remember that God is with you wherever, whoever, and however you are. All Places Together is a production of the Pramana Language Lab.